Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time, and oh yeah, is it ever sports time, because football starts tomorrow, which means the return, year seven, of our weekly picks against the spread. Joining me today, back by popular man, Bill Needles. How the hell are you, Bill? I am thrilled to be back talking some football. I definitely missed it. It was a weird year, so it's nice to get back into normal here. Yeah, fans in the stands this time around. That'll be exciting. Uh, Rounding out our trifecta, as always, when we do these NFL uh, picks. Craig, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm ready for some football, as they say. All right. Are you ready for football? Maybe I'll pull that one, and hopefully we can't get sued for the outro of this one. But I have been clipped before. But, uh, yeah. Whatever. Here we go. So, we're going to be back doing our weekly five picks. We'll uh, break down every game against the spread. There's some doozies this week because I think there are some juicy, juicy options in week one. We did very well in week one last year. Uh, I think a lot of that attributed it to we did a lot of cherry picking, remembering that there weren't going to be any fans in the stands last year. So, teams on the quote-unquote road we're going to be able to walk up to the line and change everything without a hint of sound <laughs> without a hint of sound blocking it otherwise and oh it was just going to be so easy for some of them rookie quarterbacks making their first start not the case this year most of the stadiums will be uh close to full capacity but uh yeah there, there, there are some juicy juicy lines and uh we'll do our weekly five and i'm going to have an added bonus this year uh you guys we are going to join a suicide pool actually i'm going to call it a survivor pool i'm going to do my best to try to eliminate suicide pool uh from my vernacular in favor of survivor but if i don't get it right away please don't hold it against me so i'm going to ask that the three of us at the end of this pod come to a consensus on uh what uh, we will pick uh for a survivor and uh, I'm going to find a league for the three of us to join. And we're going to do that for funsies. What do you guys say to that? Yeah. All right. Fun. Always fun. So without further ado, let's head right into tomorrow night's matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys coming off a pretty wonky hard knocks performance, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, the fighting Brady's. Buccaneers are eight and a half point favorite over under for this game is 52. I don't have much to say with this game spread-wise. I think the 8.5 is too much. Uh, what I do like is just straight-up betting the Tampa Bay money line in this game because the defending Super Bowl champion always seems to win this game. And I think the Dallas Cowboys, based on what I watched on Hard Knocks, are going to be a bit of a mess. Uh, what say you? Let's start with Craig. Yeah, I think that the Cowboys are not are not going to be a match for Tampa Bay. I, I think that I would want the... Uh, even though it's eight and a half, and that's 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 a big number, I'll take the Buccaneers uh, minus the points. I think so too. I don't like the eight and a half enough to make it one of my five though for the super contest. Bill, what do you think about this one? I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling backdoor here. I think uh, like Dak Prescott in garbage time has always done well. I, I I think that there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I do think that eight and a half is too many, so I kind of like the idea of siding with Dallas here. Okay, Bill's liking the eight and a half against the spread. I mean, against the, I don't, I don't mind the backdoor claim there. If the, it might be our first backdoor of the year, but uh, um, I just think the bet. Here's the bet I've already placed, and the bet I'm going to suggest to the public out there. If you're looking for a little bit of action on this game, just uh, parlay the Tampa Bay money line 
which I think is at minus 400, so it's not exactly a huge stretch. But uh, put that with the the under in the first half. The first half under, I think, is 25 and a half. Um, I expect first game of the season. These teams will get off to a bit of a slow start. There'll be more scoring in the second half. Overall, I like the under for the game anyway, but I really like the uh, first half under. If you parlay the first half under with the Tampa money line, you get about a plus 1.5 there. So you can get a... You can, Get a one and a half times your money if uh, that one comes through. That's that's what I'm suggesting for everybody in that game. Uh, so let us head to the Sunday night games, uh, Sunday afternoon games. First up, a pretty juicy matchup with a line that has already moved. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Hotlanta to take on the Falcons. This one opened up at 3-5 with the hook. The hook is gone. It's just Falcons uh, getting the three-point home bump. Uh, I like the Falcons when they were getting the hook at the 3-5. I like them even better getting the getting the three. What do you say, Bill? Yeah, I'm with you on the Falcons there. I, I think Philadelphia, as much as Dallas is going to struggle, so is Philadelphia. I think we'll see that division be pretty weak again. Um, Atlanta has always been mediocre, and I think they'll be better than Philadelphia this year. They're at home. Uh, give me Atlanta here. Yeah, Craig and I are big believers in the Falcons this year. We're liking the over. Craig, what say you on the Falcons with the three? Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Atlanta. Um, this would be one of my five for sure. I think that the Eagles Ooh. are just genuinely a bad team, and I think the Falcons are better than that. So, yeah, this one just missed being one of my five. Just missed it. If it it it, it got narrowly edged out, and I liked them at the three five. So I really like them at the three. So I'm. Going to have to decide before the end of the, this pod if they're going to be one of my five. Uh, one, another game that just narrowly missed my five, but I will be placing a few bet on, bets on. The Nye Jets head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. This line had a little bit of a bump, too. F- was originally Carolina four f- minus four and a half. It is now Carolina minus five. I kind of like the Jets getting the five. And this may sound a little bit strange. I, I kind of like, man, Zach Wilson. He, I know it's preseason, but he impressed me in terms of his footwork in the pocket and whatnot. And he has an absolute bazooka for an arm. I think, uh, I think the Jets actually got a, a, I think they actually found something here, even though I'm sure they would prefer to have Trevor Lawrence. But I, I don't think this Zach Wilson guy is, I don't think that the, the way down of the Jets is going to be enough to, to bring. He reminds me so much of what Stafford looked like in, in the preseason. I know that's coming from a Lions fan, and some people don't think that Stafford is good. They're wrong, but we'll find out. I, yeah, I, I really like this Zach Wilson kid. I, I like the Jets getting plus five, too. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I... Uh... I think the Jets is the play here myself, even though the even with the potential for Sam Darnold revenge game. Uh, oh yeah, Jets, this is the Gaze Bowl, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll take the Jets here. I think that uh, I think that I want the points, and I think this game will at least be uh, uh, somewhat close. And I think the Jets defense might uh, might surprise some people. So yeah, give me the Jets. Uh, Bill Needles, what do you say? Carolina uh, minus five at home. I think for me, this one's just take the points. Um, I, I think it'll be a slow paced game. I, I think Carolina will win, but I think it'll be a slow game. It'll, it'll be hard fought on the ground. Probably. Um, give me, give me the points. Give me the jets. Do you like the 44? If you think it's going to be a slow game, do you like the 44? I would hit the under on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that is, I mean, but there's some low totals this year uh, to open up week one. The lowest I think is actually Craig's Denver Broncos, which we'll get to later playing the Giants. They're at like 41 and a half. I mean, there are not a lot of high lines this week. Most of them are in the mid to mid to just in the mid to high 40s. 
So uh, they're expecting the offenses to get off to a bit of a slow start, except for the Thursday night game, which is the 52. Uh, next up, what should be a, I'm, I'm thinking is going to be a very good football game, very entertaining. The Los Angeles Chargers and young Justin Herbert are heading into Washington to take on the football team. The football team's getting one at home. I This is a, a trend you're going to see for me, especially in week one, but... You know I can't resist a home dog, and and I believe in this Washington team. I think they're going to win the NFC East. I think they're going to finish above 500. I got a lot of stuff, line, a lot of bets lined up in their in their future. I just I really enjoy this football team. I'm going to take them at home to win the game. I I love a home dog. Um, give me the football team in this one. They're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Bill? You know, I also am high on Washington this year, but I I, I don't hate the Chargers. Um, I, I like Washington here because they're getting a point at home. Um, but I, I think this might be the best game at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give me Washington. Uh, Craig, what did it say about you? Washington getting one at home against the chargers. Um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the chargers in this game. Um, mm. I just, I feel like they've improved in a couple of different spots. I, I, I I would. This is not going to be a game that I uh, that I really go in on just because. Why? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna, definitely going to take the. Uh, I'm 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 going to take the Chargers just because I think they're better, and I uh, I'm okay with uh, with taking the point the, if I'm getting a point. Um, I mean that's here's what I think the move is, because I, I do like Washington here. I think that I think the public is going to be a bit too heavy on the Chargers because they're they're an off they're a high flying offensive team, or at least they were last year. Public tends to love that. I think that's why it's minus them minus one on the road right now, and I just think Washington kind of takes them down. What I would like, because next week they've got the Cowboys. I think they got the Cowboys in week two. I can't remember if that's at home. It's the Cowboys at home. So I, I think, man, I, I would prefer that they lose this game, actually, because then they'll probably get better against the spread. It'll probably be a little bit too close against the, uh, for them against the spread at home against the, the Cowboys next week. So I, I'm really banking on the Chargers to lose this game so that I can then turn around and bet them next week when they're probably a, a low favorite against the Cowboys. So I think that's what we should all root for. Um, I like Washington. Bill likes Washington. Craig likes the Chargers, but uh, I, I like I like the Washington football team. I'm riding with the home dogs. Uh, so give me them. They're going to be one of my five. And speaking of home dogs, you guys, the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo come to Detroit to take on uh, the fight in Dan Campbell's. And the Niners are seven and a half point road dogs or road favorites. Sorry. Pierce, and, may I? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is it. What else is it going to be? Scott Hansen, do not show this game. Fair. I um, thought I thought Jaguars Texans had a shot at being the. Yeah, I can't do that for Trevor Lawrence's first game. The fair other. enough. Fair enough. Go ahead, Craig. Scott Hansen, do not show this game. I don't want to watch this. Is oh. Trey Lance quarterback for the 49ers? Different conversation. He's not. Yeah. Scott Hansen, do not show this game. I I agree with you. I think this is going to be sloppy AF. It's not going to be fun to watch at all. But that said, seven and a half is way too high for Jimmy Garoppolo right. to be getting on the road in Week One. It it, it is simply uh, yeah. far I too agree. high. No, uh, I I will be happily taking Detroit here in the seven and a half. Yeah, Detroit is easily one of my five. Uh, it sounds like Craig agrees. What about you, Bill? Detroit uh, getting seven and a half at home. 
It's too many. Even seven, you'd have to think about it. But seven and a half, like, yeah, give me, uh, give me the points. Yeah, they're getting they're getting the hooks into you here. Uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Buffalo to take on the public's favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. Bills getting six and a half at home. Gentlemen, to me, this is this is a pros versus Joe's game here. Because the public is all the way up on the Buffalo Bills. The last image they have in the mind of the Pittsburgh Steelers is them getting absolutely hosed by the Cleveland Browns last year in the playoffs. I I just I think six and a half is too much to be giving this Steelers team, even though it's against Buffalo. I think Buffalo will win this game, but I think it'll be by a field goal. I think it'll be super close, and I, I do think this game's going to come down to who has the ball last, and I, I, I think the Steelers are a pretty significant play here with the six and a half. They're going to be one of my five. Uh, what say you? Let's start with Bill. I am thinking – I think you got to go with Pittsburgh here. The as much as the Bills had a great season, I don't think that they really beat up on that many people. Uh, I'm, I'm going back and looking at their 2020 here to see how much, like, they didn't have a lot of huge margin wins here. So if you get six points against the Bills with a decent team like Pittsburgh, yeah, I'll take it. So give me Pittsburgh. Uh, Craig Needles, you like the Bills this year. How do you feel about the minus six and a half to start? I'm avoiding this, but I feel as though you have to take the Bills. Like, Interesting. Like, I don't think Pittsburgh's good. I, I like, think I, I think that, and I think Buffalo's very good. I think Buffalo's just going to make uh, make pretty short work of this. I just don't like. I think Buffalo's defense is going to be a lot better than last year, and I'm just not sure how Pittsburgh's scoring a lot of points. I just think that this was this is a a super heavy public bet. I just think the Bills minus the six and a half is going to be the most public play of the of the week. And I, I just, I think it's too, I think it's too high. I think it's too high for a team like the Steelers who won 11, 12 games or whatever it was last year. I know they got dusted. They, their offense should be a lot better. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's trying. They're, again, they're, they're just trying to milk the last ounce of football out of Ben Roethlisberger. But I, six and a half is too high. I think there's going to be better spots to take the Bills throughout the season, and this isn't one of them. I like the Steelers plus the six and a half, and they're, they're going to be one of my five. Um, next up, what should be a, I'm thinking it'll be a decent football game. The Seattle Seahawks head to the Colts to take on Indianapolis and the Seahawks are a minus two and a half point road favorite. This one, I mean, I like Indy plus the two and a half, but they, they did not make my top five bets of the week. It looks like Wentz is going to play this game. Um, I think the Colts are decent. Therefore, I love them getting the two and a half. They're not going to be one of my five. I don't want to put them into our, our into our contest here, but they, I, I, I like them on a couple of. T- I'm going to have them on a couple of tickets this week with the plus two and a half. Uh, I mean, I just I believe in this Colts team, and I'm I'm riding the old home home dog here. What do you think, Craig? Seahawks minus two and a half on the road. I I want uh, the Colts. I definitely okay. Want the Colts. Nice enough to put them as one of your five, or do you? No, nope, no, nope. just a couple of the spots I like better, but I won't. Yeah, lose. same as me. We'll we'll find a nice ticket, you and me, to to put the Colts on something here. Uh, how about you, Billy? Seahawks minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm not as confident as you guys. Like I, I kind of like Seattle. I think the Colts are are not going to be bad this year, but Seattle is fairly reliable, all things considered. If they can get the run game going, which against the Colts. Uh, I guess you take the points here. You take the points in the home team, um, but I'm not I'm not that confident with this one. 
All right. Billy Boy, your Minnesota Vikings head into Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This line opened up at Vikings minus three and a half, so they were getting the three and a half point hook. Heavy, heavy money came in from the, and I'm sorry to say this for you, Bill, for the from the Sharps on the Bengals, and this line is now down to Vikings minus three. So the Sharps like the Bengals as the home dog in this one. Um, I can't tell if that's just them liking Joe Burrow and what they've seen or if it's just they don't trust the Vikings going on with the uh, potential COVID thing, which is, I guess, something I should have brought up earlier, that there's a potential for a lot of nonsense this year with COVID, specifically with your Vikings, Bill. How do you feel about going into this one with the Vikings as a three-point road dog? The Colts team we just talked about, by the way, will also pretend we'll have some – some COVID juggling to do. That's true. That's true. Uh, Vikings minus three in Cincinnati. What do you think, Bill? You know what? I really don't know what we're going to see out of Like, I know who's on the team. I know the talent on the team. But, you know, you, you read all this stuff over the, the offseason of can Kirk Cousins corral the team while still refusing vaccines. And um, I just don't know what kind of cohesion they're looking at as a unit right now. So do I think that without any of that stuff going on, I bet Minnesota here? Absolutely, because I'm not a huge fan of Cincinnati. Uh, but again, I think there's a huge variable is what what you see coming out of that locker room this year. And uh, it'll be an interesting first game. Um, I, I'm going to say Minnesota because I don't have a reason not to. And like I said, I like the talent on the team. I just hope they come out and they play to the best of their abilities. Uh Currently, this game, I would say, is a stay away from me. I like the Bengals getting the when they were getting the three-and-a-half-point hook. They narrowly uh, missed being one of my five, but down to three. Um, stay away from me, even though I like the uh, normally. I, I would probably be on Cincinnati against the spread because of the, uh, the home dog theory. Uh, what say you on this one, Craig? Uh, I'm staying away, too. Uh, but if I were betting the Bengals, I would be looking at the fact that the secondary is uh, a highly questionable part of their team. And Trey Waynes, who was brought over from Minnesota, um, is not playing. Mm -hmm. So they are down their number one cornerback, and the rest of their cornerbacks not particularly good. So I wonder if this is going to be a game where some points get scored. As for Minnesota, uh, Anthony Barr is 50-50 to play in this game, according to what we've been been hearing from, uh, from Vikings reporters. So we'll see how uh, how that plays out, but uh, that's their situation. Uh, um, everyone else apparently is going to be good to go, including Christian Derrissaw, which is uh, which is big for Minnesota. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars head on down to Texas to take on Houston and the Texans. And um, let me just say this, guys: if you don't have the stomach for it. Just skip over the next 30 seconds to a minute because this is a bet that is not for the faint at heart. This is the type of bet that you have to make if you're going to push yourself away from being an amateur gambler into a semi-professional gambler. But this is the type of bet that looks, it's so gross to make, but when you have to make it, you have to make it. The Texans are getting three points at home. They went through the worst offseason in the history of the National Football League, I think. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, you know, ups and downs within their uh, within their their offseason. They've got the hotshot new quarterback, a quarterback so 
uh, that we're, we're so excited to see that Craig did not make this particular game, the Scott Hansen game of the week, or the inaugural uh, 2021 Scott Hansen game. So that... If this game was in week two, I would have done it. I just couldn't do it to Trevor Lawrence's first NFL game. Couldn't and that shows you the respect and the and the admiration and the excitement that we have for Trevor Lawrence. That said, this is one of my five. This is one of the easiest bets. I, I, I This is one of the easiest no-brainers you've had as I am attempting to be a semi-professional gambler. You have to take the Houston Texans here. And if you don't have the stomach for it, then just... Walk away, because uh, this this is it, like you have to take the Houston Texans here. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer cannot be favorites on the road. I don't care who, what team they're playing, and clearly I don't because they're playing the Houston Texans, and I'm taking the Houston Texans. And to me, if you remember, we had I believe we had Jacksonville Week One last year, all three of us, and that was the one game Jacksonville won as a as a home dog and then they lost 15 straight games and ended up with Trevor Lawrence. So, I'm predicting something similar for the Houston Texans. I think they win this game. They have some sort of a weird like they carry their coach off after the game is over and then they lose the rest of the season. But if you're not ready to bet the Houston Texans here, then I don't know what to tell you because you have to take the Houston Texans in the spot. They're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing the logic here. Young quarterback, on the road, first game. Like, nobody adapts to the NFL easily. It's not easy for anybody. Um, uh, you got to go Houston here. Just uh, Jacksonville's not good, nor is Houston. Um, but you're getting points. Houston all day. Yeah. Uh, Texans are one of my five. The Texans yeah. are absolutely one of my five. Yeah. Glad to hear that from you guys. Yeah. Why, why, why would they not be? Like, it's... There's just there's no reason like and if this is a pick 'em, then I'm like, OK, maybe I'll take. But like I'm getting three points and I'm going against a first time head coach in the NFL and a first time quarterback in the NFL on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. I'm going to I'm going to take the Texans. Absolutely. And I'm proud of us. I'm proud of all three of us because this is the type of spot I feel like we would have got clipped in in year one of this podcast where we would have been like, oh, man, the Texans had the worst offseason of all time there. They don't even have Tyrod Taylor started Trevor Lawrence. Come on, you got to take Jacksonville. So like, I like Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I do, too. I, I and obviously and, you know, the Tyrod is horrific, but I like Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tyrod deserves a little good karma coming his way after what happened to him last year. So uh, we're 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 all in the bag for you on this one, Tyrod. Do us proud and uh, cover the three against uh, Jacksonville here. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate: the Arizona Cardinals and the Fighting Kingsburys uh, go into Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans getting the three-point home bump. So they're saying that these two teams on paper are even. This was the only game of the week that I had as an absolute stay away and had literally no opinion on. I need to see how these teams perform midseason before I, I'm going to start thinking about betting on these guys against the spread because I'm not ready to trust Cliff Kingsbury yet, and the Titans scare me with the Derrick Henry thing. I, th- I think I need to see him keep – I need to see if he's one of those rare air special freak types like your boy Adrian Peterson, uh, Bill, where he just you know keeps on trucking even, even with the insane volume load. Uh, I have this game as an absolute stay away. Um, perhaps one of you two guys have an opinion. Greg, Tennessee minus three against the Cardinals. I like the Titans a lot. Okay. I just I think they're a lot better. Even if like even if Derrick Henry gets twenty carries for eighty two yards, I think the Titans are a lot better than the Cardinals. All right. I so maybe it's better. I think that you know, like the defense for the Titans is not going to be worse than last year. Um, but no, I'll uh, I will be pleased to take the Tennessee Titans in this game. 
All right, so maybe just the Titans money line is the pl- is the player the recommendation yeah, for Matt I, Pierce I, on this yeah, one. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'm gonna. It's, it's not gonna be one of my five, and I don't know if I take it with the spread, but I'd be absolutely fine with the Titans money line for sure. Uh, Bill, Titans minus three against the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm pretty high on the Titans this year. Um, I, I think they have all the parts they need to be successful. I think Arizona is average at best. Uh, if you're saying that three point bump. For Tennessee for being at home uh, that these teams are even I disagree I think Tennessee's a better team I'm taking Tennessee yeah it does feel like Tennessee should be getting more than the three I think but man people love that people love Kyler Murray I just yeah maybe the Titans is the play it's just to me there was just so many other better spots this week than the Titans minus three against the Cardinals this would have been the last game I would have picked um next up Actually, sorry, uh, we declared the before we head to the afternoon game, uh, the Scott Hansen game, uh, Niners-Lions officially. Glad to see my uh, Detroit Lions in the inaugural Scott Hansen game of 2021. Oh, it's going to be a long season for me, boys. It's going to be a long season. Uh, best game of the 1 o'clock slate? Uh, I think you're right, Bill. I'm going to give it to Chargers-Washington. I, I think that's yep. going to be the it's the I shortest think- yeah, yep. the shortest spread, I think that. It's slightly edge of Steelers-Bills for me because I think Steelers-Bills is going to be very good. And Colts-Seahawks will be interesting as well. But, yeah, Chargers football team for sure. Um, let's head to the afternoon games. First up, the Miami Dolphins take on the New England Patriots. Patriots getting the three-point home bump in this game. This was second to me in terms of against the spread that I wanted to have uh, really nothing to do with this. I would prefer the Dolphins to be at home in this game to see what that line is like. But I will tell you that this game, to me, um, we, we always come on here on this podcast uh, week two, and you know the 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 cliche thing about week two is going to be don't overreact to week one and all that sort of stuff that we have to you know stay within ourselves and say this game is going to be the most overreacted uh, game, regardless uh, depending on the outcome. I mean, either way, uh, actually, is going to be the most overreacted game because it's either going to be. Mac Joe, it's going to be Mac Jones all the way to Canton. Uh, Tua, he's garbage and needs to be shut down. It, and, you know, if the Patriots win, and it'll be completely flipped. If the Dolphins win, and, and just like everything, like nothing about this game should be taken. I think beyond <laughs> Week One, quite frankly. Uh, that said, Patriots getting three at home against the Dolphins. What do you think, Craig? I'm, um, I'm going to take Miami. Mm, I like it. Yeah, I I just I, I think they're going to be okay in this game, and I just don't think the Patriots are going to score a lot of points. So I'm going to take Miami. If the Patriots, I mean, if the Patriots, who I think their plan is going to be to run the ball a fair amount this year, this is a bad team to, for them to try to employ that strategy against. So uh, I, I it'll be interesting to see if they open it up a little bit, try a little play action, maybe a couple RPOs with uh, Mac Jones. I'm very interested to see what Belichick's game plan is going to be because this is not one of the teams you want to try to establish the run against. Um, Dolphins three-point dogs on the road against the Patriots. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't have a good read on either of these ones, I don't think. Um I'm going to say give me the points uh, because it'll be close uh, is really all I got on this one. I, I don't know what we're going to see out of New England this year. Miami, I can kind of predict a little bit, but I feel like New England's a bit of a variable. So give me the points. All right. Uh, next up, Craig, your boys, the Denver Broncos and Teddy Covers head into New York to take on the football giants. 
Um, the Broncos coming in as a minus three road favorite. This was normal. Normally, this would be a slam dunk for me as far as the home team getting points against a team that, you know, might not be so great on paper. We'll wait and see. The Broncos truly have a great defense. Uh, we'll wait and see what Teddy Covers can do. That said, can't do it, Craig. I cannot pull the trigger on Daniel Jones as a as a home favorite, as a home dog. So, are we, we going to go with Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett against Vic Fangio and Von Miller? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> no, which is why I have this game as a stay away. So. Yeah, uh, that, that would be my gambling advice. In this game is Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett against Vic Fangio and Von Miller. Who do you want? Yeah, <laughs> I've made my choice. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think the Giants will be scoring much in this football game. Yeah, I might look at the Broncos' money line because you might get a little bit of juice there as uh, far as them being on the road, too. So I just mm. – uh, what do you say about this game, though, Craig? Uh, Broncos getting three on the road. Uh, yeah, I want Denver. Um, it's not going to be one of my five because this team is never in one of my five either way. But uh, I want Denver in this game. Um, I think I don't think the Giants are going to be doing a lot of scoring. Now, the one concern – that I've got looking at the injury report is that uh, Bradley Chubb's ankle is still bugging him, which is troubling. Mm. Um, but even without him, they've got some pass rushing options. Um, in fact, they're very, very deep at that. Po- well, on defense, they're deep at all the positions, which is swell. Um, and they're really deep at corner too. So I think that they're going to have some, uh, some good coverage schemes here set to go. I think that this is going to be a not fun day for Daniel Jones, who is not particularly good. And I think that, um, that the Broncos are going to win this game. Yeah, that Patrick Sertain is a monster. And, you know, know, and we'll see how Justin Fields does, and we'll see who Denver's quarterback is next year and the year after that. And there's a lot of variables left to to play out here. But holy (laughs) Sertain looks like a super-duper star, doesn't he? Absolutely. Uh, Giants, three-point home dogs, Bill. What say you? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and and take Denver here. I think... Mm. uh, I think competent play out of Teddy will get them the win, uh, if not by a lot. Like, I don't know what the over-under is, but I could see Denver winning 10-3 on this one. Yeah, it's 41 uh, so and a half, lowest, yeah. lowest line of the week. So your your thoughts are right aligned with Vegas. They don't, they don't predict much scoring in this one. No. So I'll take Denver. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, I, like I said earlier, I couldn't pull the trigger on the Giants as a three-point. If it got into my head, if I was one of those compulsive types who just has to gamble, I would probably hold my nose and take the Giants as the three-point home dog, but I'm not doing it, so absolute stay away from me, because you know I loves me a home dog. But, uh, yeah, just can't do it. Next up, a game that had so much promise at one point in terms of a home dog, so much so that uh, I think, like, Two weeks before the season even started, when the Lions came out, I was texting Craig about this, saying we have to get this now because it's going to be three by game time. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, But this game opened up at – this is the Green Bay Packers heading into Jacksonville, unfortunately, to take on the New Orleans Saints, who will not be playing in in their home stadium of the Superdome because of Hurricane Ida. Um, It's a shame. I really wanted to take the Saints as the home dog that they were getting. It was originally three. Apparently, the Superdome is only worth a point and a half because the Packers are favored by four and a half right now in Jacksonville against the Saints. 
It's a shame. We missed a really good opportunity here. We would have been taking the Saints as uh, in the Superdome as home dogs against the Packers. Unfortunately, uh, the the elements uh, snatched that away from us, and it looks like the Saints aren't going to be playing from the Superdome for at least the first few weeks of the season, which uh, that doesn't bode well for their se- uh, for the start of their season. But it is what it is. Packers minus four and a half uh, in Jacksonville against New Orleans. What do you think, Bill? I'm taking the – they both had messy off seasons. Um, mm. I'm, to I'm say the least. Take, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers here. I think they'll be able to get it together better. Uh, I, I think they'll be able to score quite a bit. I, I think we'll see some back and forth here, uh, and I like the idea of Rodgers getting the, the better end of it. So give me the Packers. I think so too, because to me it doesn't like the four or five to, to me doesn't make sense. I don't I like the Superdome only being worth one and a half points to me on on against the spread on the road is strange. I feel like this one should be Green Bay minus like six six and a half. So I think we're getting a couple of points here with the only Green Bay minus four and a half. Unfortunately, what do you think, Craig? I'm taking the Saints. Oh, and you love this Saints team. I, I think that people are sleeping on the Saints. The defense is still good. They've got a lot of stars in the defense still. The offensive line is still great. And I think that Sean Payton is going to find a way to make things go real well uh, with Jameis. Um, give me the Saints in this football game. I, I would have I, – I, if this was in the Superdome – at this line, I would have been all over it. Yeah, uh, I so wanted. Well, we were. T- it was so crazy. We were talking about it like two weeks ago. We were like, "This is going to be such an easy bet. It'll easily be one of our five. And then the damn hurricane. <laughs> no one's been more put out by that than us. That's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Give me, uh, give me the Saints in this football game. I think that uh, I think they're going to uh, surprise some people this year. I like this team. All right, last game of the 4 o'clock slate and potential game of the week candidate. The Cleveland Browns head into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This game opened up at Chiefs minus 6.5. Public money came in on the Browns, and it is now Chiefs minus 6. I like the Chiefs at the minus 6.5. I had them down as one of my five. I obviously love them even more at the minus 6. I like both these teams. The Browns are fantastic. They nearly clipped the Chiefs, uh, if not for a tremendous uh, call on a fourth down, or not for a tremendous run by Chad Henney, of all people, on a third down, and then an even better play call and execution by the Chiefs on the fourth down. Uh, the Browns might have been going to that Super Bowl, but in, it didn't go down like that. Um that said, this is ostensibly, and if you look at the numbers, Andy Reid in week one, um, his numbers are off the charts. This is ostensibly him coming off a of bye week, and the, the Andy Reid off a of bye week numbers are absolutely legendary. Um, I'm laying the points with the Chiefs at home against the Browns. I think they open it up a little bit, and I, I think they win this game by six. Um, I realize I'm leaving myself open to potential backdoor on this one, but uh, give me the Chiefs week one. I, I, I think they're they're just going to have all cylinders firing here, especially after coming off the Super Bowl loss. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, better days are going to be ahead for the Cleveland Browns, who I, I really like, and I think they're going to clip somebody big in the playoffs, maybe even these Chiefs, but I just don't think this game is the Browns' time. Uh, give me the Chiefs minus the six. They're going to be one of my five. What say you on this one, Craig? I'm going back and forth on this one. This is a game that I spent the longest on. Mm. Uh, it's a great game, and it's a great line. I'm really, really excited for this football game. Uh, I think I'm taking the Chiefs for a lot of the reasons you said, but I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. This is going to be a lot of fun, this game. And um, I will say this. 
Uh, I would be unsurprised if we saw these two teams playing each other in the last week of January. Mm. I'll be very unsurprised if that's the way this goes. Yeah, I think these, are, I think these are the two best teams in the AFC. I really believe that. Yeah, these this is great. I mean, them and the Bills. Someone's going to get clipped this year, I think, between like like um maybe too early to predict this, but I don't think the Chiefs are getting to the Super Bowl again, just because it's tough to get to three straight Super Bowls, man. Even like the Patriots and all those years that uh, that they were really good, even they never did it. There was always some team that clipped them every couple of years, they, right? They got, they got to three straight Super Bowls once. Did they? they? Yeah, beating Atlanta, losing to. Uh, losing to the Eagles and beating the Rams. Weren't those the three consecutive you, years? I, you I are right. And it happened in the later stages of the dynasty, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah getting there three times is, uh, is very, very difficult, but it requires, you know, an all-timer quarterback and a Hall of Fame head coach. Yeah, so here we are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Billy, what say you on this one? Chiefs getting six right now against the Browns. I'm on the Chiefs for this one. I think uh, I think they'll come out and score quite a bit. I, I do think the Browns will be a good team. I think they're fantastic. I just think the the Chiefs are going to come out. It's in it's in Arrowhead, right? Yeah. yeah. I I think they're gonna they're gonna put on a clinic here. I bet you the Chiefs score 35 points, and I don't think Cleveland keeps up. All right. You this is what we're gonna find about a Cleveland early in a. I know that it's just gonna be one game, but they spent some money some draft capital, and they got healthier in the secondary. Um, we're going to find out, at least get a little bit of a window into how effective that spending was um, coming in here with uh, with John Johnson III, get Greedy Williams healthy. Um, we're going to find out how, uh, how improved the Cleveland secondary is because that was the problem for this team uh, a year ago. Even though they won a bunch of games, the secondary was, was left a lot to be desired. Uh, the non... Uh, the, not, not everybody, of course, but uh, there there were some holes in the secondary. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens to them going forward here. But uh, this is a good this is a good test right out the gate for your secondary. Tell that much right now. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday nighter, Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth will be calling Bears Rams in the newly vamped uh, Matt Stafford finally gets to play a uh, Sunday night football game. I'm pretty sure for the first time in his career. I don't remember the Lions making NBC. They made a couple of Monday night games in the Stafford era, but uh, good to see him there. Uh, Dalton. Oh, no, I'm thinking of that playoff game against the Saints. That might have been. That wasn't like. Doesn't count as a Sunday night game, but I would. No, but uh, uh, yeah, that was a that was a playoff game. Um, nonetheless, yeah. you're right. This is probably Matt Stafford's first regular season Sunday night game, and uh, it's, it's it's not a bad one. Yeah, uh, the Chicago Bears head into L.A. to take on the Rams. The Rams minus seven and a half, tied for the second highest line of the or favorite of the week with the 49ers. Um, they're giving you the half point hook, uh, man, um, stay away from me. Either that, or I would buy the line down to Rams, uh, minus six and a half. I don't want to give up the, uh, the touchdown with the hook for this one. Although I mean, they're going to be, they're feeding Dalton to to the, to, uh, Aaron Donald and company in this one. Should be an interesting game. I wonder if uh, Justin Fields gets into this one in the fourth quarter, maybe if the Rams are super ahead. But uh, I'm kind of – this does look like a blowout. I'm just not laying the seven and a half just because, again, there's so many other juicy spots this week. Uh, Let's say you on this one, Bill, Bears minus uh, or plus seven and a half on the road. Yeah, I don't love the hook, but I'm I'm still taking the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be fantastic this year. I think Chicago is not – I like to think that they're going to go out there and, and air it out a little bit, which tends to lead, especially when it's a good quarterback, to points. 
So give me the Rams on this one. I think we're going to see some high, uh, some fireworks here. Uh, Craig, Rams getting seven and a half. I am taking the Rams. Mm. Enough yeah, to make them one of your five, or is this just a ticket price for you, I think? I think this is going to be one of my five. I, oh, I, interesting. I just I think this game is not going to be particularly close, so I will be taking the Rams. Over under for this game is only forty six and a half. So with the seven and a half, if you're if you're tying those two together, you're, you're pro- I, I would definitely do that because I think that uh, uh, Mr. Woods, Cup, and Henderson will be making uh, making a couple of trips to the end zone. Yeah, like that's a se- that's a seven and a half with like the four with forty six and a half. Like if you like the under on that one, which I kind of do, the game you're banking on is like you know thirty one to three for the you know that type or, or like thirty three to three type of thing. Rams over Bears, right? Offensive line, the interior especially, has some significant issues. Mm. And as you may talk about the Rams, Aaron Donald is on that team. <laughs> yeah. If I were, like, and this is this is to me at least one of the reasons why you're not starting Fields Week One is because like oh okay like you know uh, Aaron Donald is going to do like the Bane move to our quarterback. Let's let's have that handy as opposed to Justin Fields is a reasonable plan from the Bears' perspective. Yeah, him and somebody else just go for the old Dudley Boys 3D where like, somebody like Aaron Donald lifts them up and somebody like one of the corners just comes by and just stunners them right there on the field. It's like, it's all legal. Right? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're all on the Rams on that one. I would, I would just bet Rams money line on this one rather than lay the points, even though the juice is... is probably like around same as the Bucks, where it's like minus four. I actually forgot. I, I mentioned earlier the highest line was uh, Rams and, and Niners, but I lied. It's still Bucks minus eight and a half on, on the Thursday night game. Uh, Monday night game. Only one this year. They they ditched the uh, the two. I'm going to be like, I understand that they probably got some complaints about, hey, this game ended at 1 a.m. Eastern, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. okay with two Monday night games. Yeah, we love that. We got we always got to hear uh, oh. Raiders, right, from... Uh... Once a year, they can start a game at 10. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, they ditched it. But uh, this year, it's the Baltimore Ravens heading into Las Vegas. Technically, the second year in their brand spanking new Las Vegas stadium. But this will be the first time they actually have fans in the stands. So they're going to get to do all their big uh, fanfare and their big to-do and whatnot. And they're going to light that weird torch again. And um, the Ravens are minus four-and-a-half point uh, road favorites. And you know that I don't like that. And I'm higher on this Las Vegas Raiders team than most. Um, give me the Raiders in this one. I think they get a big win in the the quote unquote home opener in their uh, uh, in their stadium. I just I, I think the fans are going to be the, the Vegas fans are going to be chomping at the bit for the uh, for this one. Uh, give me the Raiders as the four and a half point uh, home dog. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I like. I'm not so much high on the Raiders as I'm, I'm not that high on the Ravens. Uh, I think that this is enough points at home to, to just take it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Ravens are going to be that great. So give me give me the points. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you say? Baltimore getting four and a half on the road. I am going to... Um, I, I spent a lot of time on this one too, but I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to take the Raiders, even though I think Baltimore wins the game. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. The four, the four and a half is too much, right? The way, to get, the way to get the Raiders is to chuck it on them mm-hmm. and not the way that Baltimore chucks it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, go to the outside yeah. and make their corners work, and that's just not the way this offense is set up. 
No. Uh, but I also think that Lamar will get loose and get some big plays because that's how he exists. And I will. Uh, I think the Raiders score enough that this is fine. So uh, you, you, you get your cover, but Baltimore still wins the game. All right. Uh, so let's do our five picks for the week. As defending champion, I will go first, I think. Uh, so my five picks, uh, give me Washington plus the one. I said if you don't have the stomach for it, don't do it, but I do. I'm taking Houston plus the three. Give me Pittsburgh plus the six and a half. Detroit plus the seven and a half is on my list. And rounding out, I will be taking the defending uh, AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, laying six at home. So Washington, Houston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Kansas City are my five. Craig Needles, who you got? Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. I am taking the Houston Texans. Oh, you gots to do it. New Orleans Saints. Ooh, I like that one. Los Angeles Rams. And my last one, because it's fun. J-E-T-S. Jets. Jets getting a plus five. Billy, who you got? All right. I am on the Titans. I'm on the Washington. I am on the Chiefs. I'm going to go with, oh, let's do some Thursday action. I'll go with Dallas to cover. And I will take the Rams. All right. Okay. All that's left for us to do is figure out who we're going to take in the survivor pick. Um, I would like to submit to you guys the Atlanta Falcons as our survivor pick for week one. But I'm open to suggestions. Okay. Atlanta. I think that... Like how uh, yeah, that is that to me is a strategy because like my my first thought was, let's make mm-hmm. it ram, but you probably can find a better spot for the Rams. No, Falcons is good. Falcons is good. Yeah, uh, to me it's uh, to me it's Falcons or Rams. like what are we thinking here? do we do we want to just take the uh, do, do we want to just take the Rams or do we like? Like, do we want do we want to play it safe and take the Rams in Week One? Because there's no reason to not just take a high favorite in in Week One, right? Like, there's there's no sense saving teams because you got to take bad teams at some point in a, in a in a survivor pool anyway. So are we just are we just thinking the Rams here? Or? Like, here's the thing: Are you going to get a better Falcons spot than at home to the Eagles? Yeah, that's the only that's the only one I don't worry about. Let me check the Atlanta Falcons schedule real quick and see if there's a better one. Because to me, that's the, the, these are the options. Nobody the, nobody else is a is a real because you're not taking the Chiefs against the Browns, right? And oh, nobody yeah. else is in a great spot no, at home. Screw around, around with Dallas and Tampa Bay. No. Uh, and the other one that I thought about for a minute, but it's too like too. You don't want to do the 49ers on the road. That you, mm-hmm. that's not a. Vision. I kind of like Buffalo. Ah, uh, Pittsburgh might be a little. No, no, I, <laughs> I'm no, I'm not doing that because then there'll be way better spots to take Buffalo later on in the year. The Falcons do get Detroit at home in December. Oh, okay. 
So there's that. So you know what? Why don't we just take the Rams? Why don't we just take the Rams? I think that, yeah. I, I think that is the, the, the best way to not be eliminated. Yeah. Is the guaranteed week two or close to guaranteed anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so, we so we're, we're going to officially take the Los Angeles Rams in our survivor pick, and we're going to see how long we go. And we'll be dishing out survivor picks on a, on a weekly uh, basis, I think, here. As well. Uh, that said, uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher you can catch us on. Uh, yeah, so please leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Um, that will be it as far as the football podcast. However, we will be pulling double duty this week because I am planning on recording a our review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I went and I saw. First movie I saw in theaters in the uh, pre-COVID era. Uh, so that was... Uh that was very interesting, and uh, I'll be I'll be on with Kevin uh, later on this week to discuss uh, to break down Shang Chi, uh, a movie I very much enjoyed. I'll just uh, I'll I'll get that, and that's as far as I'll go into it on this one. Craig and Bill, great to be back, you guys. Can't wait to spend the next uh, twenty no twenty one weeks together now because we have a week eighteen in the yeah. National Football yeah, League. Every NFL Sunday, uh, every Sunday is going to have NFL football until the middle of February. So let's get ready, everybody. Absolutely glorious. Great talking to you guys. Great to have you back. Uh, Good luck betting on this week. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.